Hello and welcome! I'm Joanna Yunak and this is GFN News on GFN.tv. In Uganda, 8% of the adult population are current smokers. The country has legislation that regulates tobacco smoking as well as e-cigarettes. E-cigarettes are categorized as electronic nicotine delivery systems and under the Tobacco Control Act, the manufacture, importation, sale and distribution of these products are prohibited. Joining us today to discuss the tobacco harm reduction situation in Uganda is Joel Sava, a tobacco harm reductionist from Uganda. Hello, Joel. First, can you tell us more about yourself? Okay, so I am a scholar and uh, ultimately harm reductionist uh, in training with the KSC currently uh, under the THRSP program, that is the Tobacco Harm Reduction Scholarship Program. And uh, I work with the THR, and that I work with the THR Uganda. What's happening now in Uganda, where you live, in terms of use combustible cigarettes and the harm reduction situation? Oh, okay. Uh, so in Uganda, we have the Tobacco Control Law uh, 2015 that is uh, that was enacted back then, uh, which has inhibited a lot of uh, work that revolves around the THR. Most that you're not able to sell, import, or uh, trade in any form of uh, uh, electronic, electronic cigarettes. The law itself was a blanket ban that did not put into consideration any, it did not discriminate between uh, forms of uh, nicotine intake. It simply closed out everything that is not pharmaceutical. So you're not able to access electronic cigarettes, snooze, or anything like that really on the, on the market, other than on the black market and uh, other illicit uh, forms of uh, nicotine that are coming in through importation from places like China and the like, like the disposable bibs, some of them which are harmful. Other than that, uh, we see a lot of, uh, uh, we see a lot of uh, hassle when it comes to disseminating this information because uh, some of the people we talk to are not uh, really receptive because they feel like they would be contravening the law because the law itself is not supporting THR as it is. Do you think tobacco harm reduction is a good tool to reduce death and harm from disease? Yes, I do. Yes, I absolutely do. In my experience with the THR, I've learned quite a, quite a lot and uh, I've come to the conclusion and the understanding that it is the right resource, the right tool, the right a uh, paradigm shift from uh, cigarette smoking. It presents uh, a promise that is life. Um, we look at uh, we look at uh, uh, the information that is readily available that states that uh, uh, electronic cigarettes are ninety five percent safer than uh, cigarette than combustible cigarettes. This is not a lie. It's a proven fact. In fact, it is uh, proven by the very fact that they are more, that uh, as of twenty twenty one they were. 82 million uh, recorded vapors globally. Now, the number will not be increasing if not for the fact that people in the current uh, century are more wellness and health-oriented. Hence, people have actually realized these benefits even without some government interventions, and they are making the switch. So, yes, I support THR in all, and, all the process, and the promise it presents. Can you tell us more about THR projects you are running in Uganda? Uh, my project is called the uh, THR Uganda Information and Dissemination Project. Um, it revolves around uh, an establishment of an organization 
a thr center thr uh, centered organization that is going to uh, that is essentially about information dissemination we are focused on educating the masses we believe that once people are educated 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 then it's about we, people will organically come up and uh, agit and uh, speak for themselves and get the government and the policy makers as well as the stakeholders listening because if people are not educated on the various options that they have because in Uganda as it is they must the smokers do not know many of the smokers prior to our prior to our project did not know that they had the chance at life they did not have information of um safe nicotine uh, product, uh, products or even so low risk nicotine products other than the pharmaceutical products that are available here on the market that are less desirable and in us engaging the various communities uh, including the communities of smokers we've come to realize that actually uh, they um with the, with the with the more information and the, the more information you give them the more empowered they are the more they are able to go and face even some of their their community leaders at the grassroots level that's made so there's this, there are these products there there are these not rather there are these alternatives that we are getting or we've been informed about that are in existence but we have not seen them on the Uganda market nor have we heard about them. what is the problem so then this raises a discussion and uh, a dialogue as well as a conversation around uh, tobacco harm reduction and nicotine in itself right from the grassroots level because the people affected are the people at the very bottom of the edge at the very bottom of the ladder yeah the people who are less who are less educated the people who are less uh, privileged yes what benefits could uganda achieve if it adopted tobacco uh, reduction very that that's uh, without thinking too much was that as reduced deaths reduced diseases related to cigarette smoking you know that is the biggest problem that uganda faces right now 10000 deaths plus registered annually as a result of uh, cigarette smoking and uh, related uh, and related cigarette smoking as well as uh, related uh, uh, matters and diseases you know so there are several challenges that come as a result of cigarette smoking yes there is the health challenges and the the, death, the deaths that uh, was a result so this will very quickly be curbed and reduced drastically yeah we know uganda lies in the recorded uh, low middle income earning uh, countries and uh, these are the countries that are most affected when you look at the global on the global scale it is estimated that 80% of the deaths of uh, deaths come from these regions and uh, the number is uh, increasing over time so if we're able to if we're able to create a uh, if uganda is able to create avenues that are conducive for adoption of uh, safer nicotine uh, safer nicotine or rather thr you we will see we will, it will be we will see a drastic change in terms of uh, the deaths that are related to cigarette smoking and even so this burden uh, the very heavy economic burden that comes upon the government to see to it that uh, these deaths present a very economic uh, burden on the on the government this, this, then the government is able to switch these funds to other fundamental matters of the economy or even so in the country but the health benefit of uh, switching to over of giving uh, a create uh, an an encouraging uh, environment for thr and snps is uh, definitely a viable option do you think the ugandan government supports thr absolutely not uh, we as thr uganda have are pioneering this feat we have pioneered information dissemination we have pioneered uh, engagements at higher, at uh, policy level okay we have uh, pioneered uh, uh advocacy around thr 
tobacco and reduction. It is a whole new thing that uh, very few people have thought about or even so had an interaction with. Uh, so yes, uh, in terms of how government support, no, we do not have government support. We don't have government backing on this because the government was fully behind the establishment or rather the enactment of the law in 2015. So many times, uh, if you come out strongly against a law that has already, already been passed by government, you look rebellious. You look like you're opposing the government because things in Africa tend to be somewhat political. Everything, even what, even that which is not. So um, that's why, like I mentioned earlier, we do not come on as aggressive uh, in our in our bid to to have uh, THR and safer nicotine uh, or other low risk nicotine products are discussed. We simply engage with dialogue and understanding. We do not we're not combative. We're simply we simply allow for room for discussion. So yes, uh, over time the government will be reset. We'll we'll have. We believe over time the government will have will have that uh, will have that um, hearing that that ear and eye to see the benefits of it. But as of now, no, we do not have that benefit of uh, being of being supported by government. And the last question, Doyle: Which country in the whole of Africa has the easiest access to safer nicotine products, and how does Uganda compare? Off the top of my head, I could think uh, uh, Kenya is quickly becoming one of those places. South Africa would have been, but the latest legislations in South Africa are very detrimental to the cause. So right now in Africa, we are faced with the challenge of uh, legislations that don't favor SNPs or THR for that matter. And where does Uganda lie in all this? Uganda lies in the red zone. <laughs> The red zone meaning the play one of those places where legislation is strict and toughest. Uganda adopted a law that uh, is a landmark law for starters. It is the one. It is um, one of the, the most strict law when it, when in relate the most stringent law in relation to tobacco and uh, electronic cigarettes for that matter. Um, Uganda is regarded in Africa as the center of uh, it is the central point for tobacco control. For Africa as a whole, so you can imagine the kind of uh, opposition you'd have to face before you get the kind of opposition rather we face before we get uh, people to understand the necessity of having an adoption to THR. So Uganda is not very favoring at the moment, uh, but we are hopeful that uh, with continued engagement, because that's what we do in advocacy, we continually engage. Engage the community, engage the stakeholders, engage the policymakers, engage the policy, the influencers, you know. And uh, we do not come out, we do not place, we do, we, we do this without, we do not put negative aggression into our cause because it has backlash. But rather we pursue dialogue continuously. We pursue dialogue, we pursue information uh, and knowledge exchange. So that is the angle we've taken. Uh, hopefully Uganda will be Hopefully, in a, I'd say, in my, if you ask me to give you a full sight or rather forecast of what things will be uh, in some time to come, I'd say in the next, um, if we are very ambitious, two years, if we are not, if we are moderately ambitious, four years, if we are slow, slowly ambitious, uh, seven years. So yes, let me start with the four years. In four years, I believe Uganda will 
have come to a point where people are able to, uh, the country is able to positively sit down and discuss uh, THR as a viable option for public health and uh, the like. So, yes, that's where we are. At a place where right now it is not a place where you can easily access uh, these items or other disinformation. But four years from now, in, on the basis of the work we're doing and the engagements we're having, I, I believe uh, the country will, you know, will be in a place where these discussions will be held in high places because THR in itself is a concept that attracts, uh, it is a highly intellectual concept. It's not uh, a matter that is uh, light. So it, uh, it attracts discussion, it attracts dialogue, it attracts debate. And that's a good thing because intellectual debates lead to intellectual results. Thank you, Joel. That's all for today. Don't forget to book your place at GFN23 to join in the THR discussion yourself. Thanks for watching or listening. See you next time.